Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog with me, Marnie Jahangiri. This week, we are learning about how we can be the voice of our dog in the Dog Census 2021, created by Dogs Trust UK. So far, we know that Milo is the most popular name for a male dog and Luna for a female, and that the Welsh are most likely to share a bed with their dog. Awful. <laughs> Here to tell us more about it, Owen Sharp, Dogs Trust Chief Executive. Hello, Owen. I feel Hello. terrible. How are you? Is it a bad thing to share the bed with your dog? It looks like a terrible discovery here because that's what I've been doing for nine years. Um, I, I think it's probably something that some people do and some people don't. Some people like to create some boundaries and others don't. But yeah, I think it's a, and well, we've seen that pretty much half of the dog owners are saying that's something they do. So I guess it's a, it's not exactly the most unusual thing anymore. Oh, that is wonderful to know. So, I mean, I don't really have a choice in it because Robbie decides where he wants to sleep. He's actually on the floor right now. But this is amazing. Um, we have, it says here, 12.5 million dogs in the UK. How many people do we have in the UK? 60 million? Uh, it's getting closer. It's closer to 70 million now. But yes, it's, it's well into the 60 million. Yeah. And 2 million were added during the lockdown. Yeah, so I mean, those, those numbers are all estimates, and that's that's part of the point of doing the national dog survey is actually to get some really concrete data. Because as as, as you well know, a lot of the issues that have happened over the pandemic is so many more people have got dogs, but we don't really know the source. So there isn't a you know there isn't one source of truth for all of this. So a real benefit of everyone uh, that does completing the dog survey is we can then aggregate that data to really have a better understanding of, of what the true numbers are. But the estimates are that probably the dog population has gone up by as much as 2 million during the pandemic and that we're now at about 12.5 million dogs in the UK, which is pretty incredible. That is incredible. I wonder what the numbers would be in other uh, European countries, for example, or, or the US, you know, because I'm from Switzerland and I would love to know how many people got a dog. I probably think uh, potentially it'll be the same amount, you know, not 
2 million, but in contrast with the population, because I just, there is so much happening. So many doggy cafes are opening up left, right and centre. And I do see this as a great business. But yeah, so you've, what has the, the National Dog Survey 2021, has, has it revealed anything? Have you already had a look at it? We've had about, well, close to 350,000 uh, people take part already, and, and that will represent slightly more dogs than that because some people own more than one dog, obviously. Um, and it's told us a mixture of things. It's told us some fun facts, like things like we said, how many people share their bed with their dog. And uh, it's told us that the most common male dog I- uh, name is Milo and the most common female dog name is Luna. But I think for us, the most important thing it's telling us is maybe where uh, dog owners are having some struggles and challenges because uh, Dogs Trust, as as the biggest rehoming organisation in the UK, we are worried about the pressure on rehoming services in the coming months and years um, as we come out of the pandemic. So anything that we can do to um, help support dog owners um, earlier than getting to the point of having real problems that mean they might need to consider rehoming their dog. So if they've got some behavioural issues, they're struggling with their dog, if we can give them some tips and get our services geared up to support them, that actually could be you know, quite a, a big change for thousands of dogs. So for us, it's that sort of data that's going to be most meaningful. But it is really great to get a true picture of dog ownership in the UK as well. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I wonder, I mean, I always find it really hard to think that someone will get a dog and then give up the dog. But are there any valuable reasons for for giving up a dog? I mean, do we have to be, you know, you need to be compassionate towards this. I mean, part of me just wants to scream, like, why did you get a dog? Just because you couldn't cope on your own and then suddenly everything's fine and then you get rid of the uh, the dog. I mean, doesn't that sometimes, I don't know distress you yourself or do you try and stay open you know dogs trust what's what's your attitude you're at as dogs trust um chief, chief yeah. executive we tr- we are we're not judgmental around it and and we hear um we see a huge variety of reasons that dogs give up uh, get given up for, for rehoming clearly there are some people who have just not thought about it and not been prepared in a way that they really should have been. But I'm afraid there are lots of really tragic circumstances as well. For example, at the moment, people are kind of, you know, may have to, to move because of um, issues around jobs and the likes around that. There's a real crisis in the uh, the rental market at the moment. It's incredibly hard to find properties where you can take dogs. So if you don't own your own home, you may have a change in circumstances. Of course, the pandemic you know, you know, we mustn't forget the fact that uh, it's made an awful lot of people ill and a lot of people have lost their lives. So we unfortunately have had dogs who've had to come in because there's been severe illness or, or, or even death in the family. So there's a plethora of reasons. But unfortunately, there is a proportion of that of people who just probably hadn't thought this through and had just got a dog because they were at home all the time. And then life goes back to normality and it just isn't an adjustment that can make to keep the dog. But it's it's vital for us that we aren't judgmental because um, at the end of the day, if it's the right thing for a dog to be rehomed, we will get the dog the best possible home. The worst thing is if we were, you know, seen as a judgmental organisation, then people won't bring dogs to us. And that's the sort of thing that would lead to abandonment, you know, strays and the like. So if you are at a place where you can't cope, 
talk to us. We will do everything we can to help. And if ultimately that means we need to find your dog another home, we will. Sometimes we might be able to help in ways that there's things that you haven't thought about. We might be able to give you support and tips. So I would always encourage somebody to reach out to organisations like Dogs Trust if they're struggling. The worst thing you can do is ignore it and then get to a point where you do see dogs being turned out on the streets. The lights. That's the worst outcome. So being non-judgmental is really important for organisations like ours. Yeah, and I really haven't thought about the deaths, actually. I only thought about people just can't cope with a dog, but actually, or just simply people are getting old, you know, you know, they pass away. Um, and, and well, I, I already asked you, you know, what have you already found anything specific? Has there anything, did anything stand out other than um, names like Milo? <laughs> and Anything that, that sort of uh, something that you hadn't, thought about or there's sort of two main sides to it there is clearly loads of evidence about how much uh, dog owners love their dogs and how big a part of their lives they are things like three quarters of the people give their dogs christmas presents and um you know uh, a quarter of people say who their dog owners that their dogs go everywhere with them so you can realize what a big part of life they are but i think for us it's really seeing some of these trends that are coming through, particularly for people who are new dog owners. Um, uh, you know, around about 40% are saying that um, having a dog requires more patience than they expected. Um, around about a third of people are saying that they think their dog's going to need more training. Um, the younger dogs, um, you know, people are finding that the, the younger dogs that they got during the pandemic, they're not calm and collected that transition from dog, um, you know, being a puppy into dog adolescence. I think people are often struggling to cope with that. And if you're a first time dog owner, that can be a surprise. So it's getting a sense of those things that people might be struggling with. Now there's relatively small or relatively solvable problems that we can give great information and tips around. So knowing that they're the sort of issues that people are mm -hmm. facing could make a really big difference because if we can get support to those people, they're the things that are mm -hmm. much less likely to lead to behavioural problems. And, and do you have any tips with uh, senior dogs? My dog is nine. This is little Robbie here. And he, he's he been, we obviously live together and there's nobody else in the house, just us. And he's become quite difficult, I must say, around um, puppies. Really, really not very friendly. <laughs> He'll bite, not not bite. It's like a, they come in, they come up to him and he goes, <laughs> You know, and, and he does the telling off, a lot of telling off uh, at the moment. Is that part of the lockdown? Is that because he's been around me for so long? It, it, because it, it is, it has changed. It really is a thing that I notice, not not just gradually, but really, really super protective over me when there's new dogs coming in. It's just not happening. Not very friendly dog. I know. I, and I think that's quite a common experience. And it, I think it's for different reasons. I think the nature of the relationship we have with our dogs may have become much more intense in the sense that we're spending a lot more time together. So potentially changes to that uh, can make the dog more reactive than they might otherwise be. And a lot of dogs have just lost some of the socialization skills that they might have had before because we've not seen anywhere close to the same number of people or the same number of um, other dogs. I mean, I um, initially fostered and then adopted a dog right at the start of lockdown. She came to me having been astray and she's not that well socialized with other dogs and people. She's actually very 
um, uh, very good with people, but less sure about other dogs. For her, it's a confidence thing, and it's something that you know I'm very lucky. Obviously, being at Dogs Trust, we can get some you know gentle exposure to going to centres and meeting dog friendly dogs. And I think it's often um, it is about managing the transition back. I don't think we can expect our dogs just to flick the switch and go, okay, everything's back to the way it was. I think it is about gradual exposure, gradual support. Um, and getting used to changes in circumstances that they may um, have forgotten about, frankly. I think lots of people think the only dogs that are struggling are dogs that were got during lockdown, puppies that were got during lockdown. Actually, the past 18 months, dogs have forgotten what life would have been like. So just to jump right back into it, to suddenly start leaving your dog at home for several hours, and you know, when you, you may not have done that in the past 18 months, you need to build it up. You need to you know, perhaps go for a walk around the block on your own sometimes for half an hour just to get your dog used to being on their own for half an hour. So I think often it's about a little bit of gradual uh, reacquaintance with the way that things were and, and what, you know, dogs that aren't well socialised. Um, I think it is about trying to find some some dog friendly dogs and just get them used to it a little bit more in small, short bursts to start with is usually the best way. And welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide. Yeah, that's correct. This will really help me explain myself to the wife. We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. You can find us wherever you get your podcast from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Acast. Just search for A to Z of men. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, uh, Robbie does a, a thing where he demands for treats. He never, ever did that before, but he learned it from another puppy who came to visit him and he learned the behavior instantly. And he's using it now when I go with him to shops like Liberty's, he'll start demanding for a treat. Where did that come from? All of a sudden, you, you know, you need to give me this now. There's a, I want it. It's just weird because he never was like that before. So it's, it's really cons- disconcerting. It's like he's starting to have behavior issues. And I think, well, have I done wrong? But this is really good to know. This is really good to know. And we get all the tips from um, uh, Dogs Trust. And are you the first governing body who's who's actually doing the survey, uh, a national survey? It's never been done. Any other countries are doing this at the moment? Um, no, we're not aware of, of other countries doing it mm. on this level. There are sometimes occasional sort of population-based surveys where sort of the numbers of dogs are counted and, and worked through. And we are actually, we do a, an annual survey of um, uh, numbers of stray dogs and things like that. But actually, this is a much more in-depth, this is much more a kind of census that's just not just finding out about the numbers and types of dogs, but some other facts as well. And it hasn't been done before. And we will make sure that we share the information from it as well as helping inform ourselves. And we will talk to partner organisations in other countries about how we went around doing it and how it was useful and the learning from it. And it's something we'll look to do again in the future, because obviously it's not just about what the picture is today, but it's about understanding changes in trends and the like. So, yeah, it's a big undertaking, but really excited about what it could tell us and the difference it could make for dog welfare going forward. And I do need to tell you and ask you one thing very important. Do you ever think that the UK will become completely dog friendly? <laughs> like that they that people can go into supermarkets with their dogs, maybe not a lot, but I'm from Switzerland and you can actually take your dog if he's well behaved into a hotel, into a restaurant and things. Do you think this is going to be a potential Thing yes, I do. It, it, it's, it's very much our aspiration at Dogs Trust. That's part of what we do. We're, we're here for dog, dog owners and we're huge advocates for basically just the joys of, of, of owning dogs and having dogs in all of our lives as to whether we're the owners or not. I, I mean, we've come a long way in a relatively short we space have. of time in the UK. We have. But we need to do more. And I think there is a lot of um, uh, a lot of things to do and lots of areas that need to be targeted. Dog-friendly spaces uh, across the UK is something we need to think about. One thing that we're focusing on quite a lot at the moment is dogs in the workplace as, as um, businesses and organisations start to plan their return back to people coming into work. You know, if, if workplaces are friendly for dogs to go into, then that's going to be a huge reduction in the, the issues that some people may face um, in terms of, you know, pressure of, of keeping their dogs when they've been working at home for so long. So we've got a long way to go, but I am optimistic because I think we've come a long way in a short space of time. So and we I believe have. We can get, 
even in Walston Green, my little uh, local Sainsbury's, uh, the guy usually stops me and goes, no, your dog has to be out, you know, and tie him up in the middle of Warm Lane, which is a really, it's a, it is a dodgy road. I'm sorry. It is dodgy, you know. And he's understood now. This is Robbie. And I say, I'm just going to get, and I'm carrying you. And he actually, he, he'll let me through. Why? He must have had so many new dog owners with the same issue. And by, even Sainsbury's are now going, all right, you know, get, come through. I mean, Marks and Spencer, they're fantastic. Um, lots of stores do actually start understanding if you have, you know, you're a loyal customer and you're behaving yourself, the dog's behaving, that you can quickly pop him in a bag and come and grab your thing. So th- th- there is change. There is change. I'm actually really happy about that, that I can communicate that because it's, it's very stressful. Um, anyway, how, where can we sign up and where can we log in and find you? So, find that census. Uh, the, if you go to nationaldogsurvey.org.uk, um, you will get directly through to survey or you can find all out about it on the Dogs Trust website. So just search for Dogs Trust. And as well as the survey, there is also the um, uh, you know, lots of helpful tips and information about um, you know, be, behavioural support for your dogs, things you might want to think about, things that you can do for preparing as life goes back to normal. And obviously, um, you know, we are going to be looking for more and more people who are up for adopting or fostering dogs because we're seeing more and more coming into our care. So if you've got any interest in that space, please do go to the Dogs Trust website. When I say that, I always also say to people, I really would encourage you to be patient. I think when you're thinking about getting a dog, one of the worst pitfalls is to falling into the trap of thinking, I must have a dog now. It's about finding the right dog for you, you know, and and we're really good at matching owners to dogs. Um, We just might not have the perfect dog today, but we will find you one um, if you work with us. And uh, that's even the same as if you're thinking about getting a puppy or a dog from a breeder. Don't go for the cutest, earliest dog you see. Really think about the right circumstances and the right situation for you today and tomorrow. So always be patient when you're looking to get a dog. But yeah, please do go to the Dogs Trust website. It's all there. It sounds fantastic. And also, if you have a, an older dog, there is hope to adopt or foster a second dog because mm. that's what it is on my mind. Shh, I'm closing mm. his ears, uh, <laughs> but it, it may be a good thing. So that's good to know as well that you consider other yeah. people. So, you know, because sometimes you can't have any pets, you can't have any dog, uh, cats and things. Um Sounds really great. I'm definitely coming. I'm definitely going on the website and I wish you all the best and good luck with the survey. It's so exciting. I hope you can share it with the media and everybody. Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Owen. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Dog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please, please leave us a review and a five star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Nama. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.